This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans, who is uh, voicing disdain for Mike White from School of Rock for some reason. You hate this guy, huh? No, yeah, no, yeah. I just, like, who cares? Like, why is he a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never seen anything he's done, but he just looks, he's, he's very James Gunny to me, where you just look at them and you're just like, I just want to punch you in the face. Who is he? You know? He's a writer. He's an actor. He's a direct. He, you know what he did? Uh, Chuck and Buck. You ever see Chuck and Buck? No. Chuck and Buck is a f- very interesting film. It's about a couple of kids who uh, used to suck each other off, and then one kid falls in love with the other kid. And the other kid's like, "What? No, we were just messing around. It was like 1982. That's what we did back then. When you're a kid. <laughs> what? You're thinking about marrying me? You're thinking about kissing me on the lips now?" It's been 15 years, dude. What are you? What the fuck are you you on about? Jeez. Anyway, Chuck and Buck is a hilarious movie. Mike White stars in that. I think he wrote and directed it, too. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, that's a good recommendation. That's where the whole Sneed wow. th- uh, meme comes from. As, as, as always, I'm, I'm unaware of these internet things that you talk about. We're boomers, but, Hans. But yeah, but he looks like, like a pedophile Chris Kringle. Like... <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn gives me that vibe of like, why, why do you look like this? Like, what are you trying to do with your look, with your Mark Hoppus hair before cancer and that weird beard? Yeah, he looks like he has, um, like he has potential to be a, like a would-be pederast. Um, I, I don't really have much against his filmmaking. Uh, I just don't like who he is when he's not direct- directing. Whenever he's talking and it's not about a movie. Uh, whenever he's talking about anything else, he just feels very Kevin Smith to me. So it's really annoying. But I, I've enjoyed most of his films, so I have nothing against him as a filmmaker. It's just he needs to shut up. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, uh, Anthony. What do you, I mean? What are your thoughts on James Gunn? You don't seem like the type of guy who is uh, uh, big on cape shit. Uh, I I used to be, but. Um... Oh, so, all right. So I'll answer the question first. So James Gunn, I, I really liked that movie. Didn't he do Slither? Yes, he did. And that was really good. Um, and I and I had kind of a, a hopeful... When I was talking earlier about the guy who looks like a pederast, it's, it was James Gunn. That's who I meant. Because I didn't know the guy that you were talking about, Low. But uh, I always thought he's like, really talented. And I thought that the, what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy was clever... And that he, um, he, what he's really good at is characters and getting to a character and getting you to care for a character. And so I, I, I think he's a competent filmmaker. I think that he's, he's kind of a fanboy of like Tarantino. It's kind of a Tarantino style that he uses in this movie a little bit. It just, you know what I mean? Like the humor, the mu- the weird music, the, I like the music, but it was, you know, they're weird choices. The the music in this movie almost felt like they, they felt like they had an obligation to like almost bring some of the, did you see the original Suicide Squad from 2016? Cause that's a movie that suffers from a lot of the music in it where they went so heavy on pop uh, and it suffocates. It's very like Fear Street 1994 in that way, where you can't go five minutes without a major track playing. It felt like there was some desire to have like a linking style. Like, all right, because you see a lot of these superhero movies, especially from DC, and they don't include pop music in them. 
Uh, but with this movie specifically, and I guess it's a James Gunn thing in general because he does that with, with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, it seemed like they wanted some sort of link there to make people who are either familiar with his work or familiar with that first one feel a little more at home uh, with this new start or end, I guess, if we're going to take a look at the box office. This is bomb. Nobody <laughs> saw this shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not doing so well. I, you know, I like I, I, I told you before that um, the uh, the uh, what do you call it the uh, the people that uh, I work with said that they didn't like it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it, Hans. Well, you're a normie, Hans. Everybody knows that. You got normie taste. <laughs> I think I'm just very superheroed out. I think like I just nothing about the way that any of the human characters in this uh, interacted with each other made me care about any of them. Like I felt more for like the animals in it, like the weasel and the shark and the <laughs> little rat did more to me than any human in the movie. That's why they kept them all alive like... is because they knew yeah, you would be I tuning think. in for them and they didn't want to alienate you <laughs> yeah. and they still did. Yeah. People that like uh, dogs better than, than humans, I guess. But I just, I don't know. Everything felt very, um, like, trying to to uh, recapture that magic uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy had, which is still my favorite MCU movie, the first one. Uh, but in this one, um, I feel like the R rating uh, worked against it instead of for it because it, it felt like every time there was a joke, it was either a curse word or a dick joke or something offensive. Uh, and I, I don't know, I guess I'm past the point where uh, someone's saying, yeah, I, w I would suck a bitch full of dicks if whatever. It's just like, wh what is this? You know, like, what am I watching? Like, I'm supposed to be laughing at John Cena saying he would suck a bitch full of dicks. Like, that. None of the humor worked for me, uh, and uh, I, I, it also felt like the, the, the shark thing that's very popular with everyone, it was very Groot. It was too. very Groot, and it felt, it, that felt so derivative. You know, King Shark, it, it, that character's not really like that, right? Because, I mean, yeah. I'm not too familiar with it. Uh, I hate to admit this, but maybe once upon a time I used to watch that CW Flash show when I was a younger <laughs> man. Yeah. And uh, the King Better. Shark character, not... Yeah. Not really the same. There's some intellect uh, there to that, even though it's a ridiculous villain. Um, and here, yeah, he is just Groot. He's just Baby Yoda. He has his couple of lines that they, you know, tread out every so often. And uh, Sylvester Stallone probably got paid extremely well just to just to say all that. <laughs> to, to mumble through it. And it's just, yeah, toy, a toy. That's what it was. I was uh, laughing to myself knowing that Sylvester Stallone had to stand in a booth and deliver some of those lines. Like, food? Just say food over and over? He's a 65-year-old man with a giant rock head. Um, now, now, how intoxicated were you when you watched this, Loris? That's besides the point, Hans. I didn't learn about this until days later when I talked to you about it. You were like, oh, yeah, I liked it, but I was wasted watching it. I was like, well, like, maybe that's why you like it. Well... That certainly played a part, I'm sure. But my cognitive skills are rarely impaired, even when I'm under the influence. So I feel like I'm a good judge of character. And hey, listen, the critics agree with me, Hans. This is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you're the outsider on this show. Anthony, I mean, what were your, what were your thoughts on the Suicide Squad upon first viewing? I know you said you watched this uh, at least once, right? Yeah, I watched it twice. I watched it um, again tonight when I got home with uh, 
my uh, with my stepson. So when you were asking about cape shit, I I took him to go see Lego Batman a few years ago when that came out to the theaters. And, Much better. And, well, we'll 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 see about that. And so <laughs> I remember I was sitting. We were sitting. We always sit in the middle in the back, back in the middle, and he was sitting to my right. And to the right of him, there was this guy. And he looked about my age, maybe in his 30s, maybe late 20s. And he was just sitting there giggling to himself and like rocking back and forth. He's like, <laughs> like to jokes that I wasn't laughing at. I was like, this is fucking. Yeah, that was is- probably me. That was <laughs> <the one>. yeah. <laughs> just a, a childish 30 something year old. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking at him, I was like, Oh man, I'm never going to see one of these movies by myself again. <laughs> so, so that was the end for me for going to see them. So then he would go and see them with his friends. If I didn't go with him to the theater, I just wouldn't see it till it got to the, to to video. And then, but so the first movie I didn't really like. Uh, we didn't really like. We saw that. So we watched it. He just got back from a trip, and so we watched it tonight having both had we both had already just watched it like yesterday so but what was funny was that he got all that dick humor and all that all those all the jokes all that shit and so he and i could like look at each other and be like yeah it's funny you know like and and so so as i think like this is a perfect movie for young dads to bring their like young 14 year old 13 year old kids and be like this is a rated r movie there's no there's no sucking and fucking in it but it's like it's it's yeah this isn't chuck and buck you don't want to bring your son to chuck and buck (laughs) yeah you don't want to do that so so what you're saying is this movie is perfect for irresponsible set fathers that uh uh, (laughs) that uh, present movies for children you could do this watching this is this Hey, I took him to see. Um, I took him to see. Uh, what was that fucking movie? Uh, oh shit! I'm. I'm. Um, uh, what was that movie? Sex in the City too. <laughs> no, no, it's the the, the, the Softy Brothers movie. Um, Good time. Uh, uncut uncut gems. gems. Uncut gems. Yeah, uncut gems. There we go. Because he likes basketball, and he plays NBA 2K, and I'm just trying to teach him about gambling because that's what he was doing on the game, and I was like. Let's go see this movie with Adam Sandler. He's a funny guy. I showed him an Adam Sandler movie. I was like, we'll go see Uncut Gems. And uh, and then I didn't know there's like a finger banging scene in it. <laughs> just like, and he's like 12 years old. Like, mm. And everyone was looking at me. And I mean, I felt like everybody was looking at me. But, but, you know, but now he walks around being like, Howie, Howie, you got a pay. You know, he's, he's but uh, yeah, you're right. Seriously, <laughs> I mean this this kind of movie doesn't exist really anymore, though. To what you're saying, you could bring, uh, you know, like a 13 year old to an R-rated comedy in the year 2000 or 2005 or or what, and that's just been weeded out. Now you have very safe superhero comedies, and superhero films have taken the place of comedies in the mainstream. So this is really, and when I was watching this, it did feel uh, at points more like a like an 80s comedy in that way than. Uh, your traditional superhero entertainment Um, just because you know it had a a level of all right they're on a mission but it's also going to play blue and we're not going to let the the action or the story elements necessarily 
distract from what comes first, which is going to be the comedy. The comedy is going to come first. We're not going to worry about world building here. We're going to throw in a bunch of characters that are meaningless, do whatever we want with them, make as many jokes as possible, and hopefully you'll have a good time with that. And I thought that was refreshing and certainly a change from the last one, which was not intended as a comedy. It was retrofit, shoehorned into a comedy in the editing bay because of the the, uh, trailer park company that re-edited the whole film. Um, and didn't want to have the the Jared Leto Joker is abusive to Harley Quinn storyline or whatever, and everything else that was trash about it probably from the start. Um, but uh, I I don't know I like that I like that aspect of this movie that uh, you know uh, you you said it over text it's an irreverent film and we don't have too many of those anymore. You don't have too many films where where a woman's tits are bouncing around and it's like an active acknowledged thing, like it's a visual joke on screen that you have <laughs> big bouncing breasts. Nobody wants to do that anymore. There's a rape joke in this movie from Peter Capaldi. You know, that that kind of thing you don't you don't see it in in mainstream films. Yeah, they um that's what I liked about it. I was like, "Oh, this this is fun. This is like you said, it's like an eighties. It's kind of like an eighties movie where it's just it's completely throwaway. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it also, at the same time, it, it, it there are certain characters that you. What what I really liked was in the beginning Michael Rooker's character, and it's kind of the sort of main point of the I think the main point of what the director and writer were getting at, which is. He's in this he's in this space and he's bouncing this ball and you see this little pretty bird and he kills the bird. So right away it's like the audience should know that this these are not this is not a good person. This is not someone that you're going to root for. This is a bad person who is just evil for no reason. And then they they even give you more information about the weasel killing 27 children and um so it what it does is it, it introduces you to characters that Pete Davidson's a very annoying person. Um, you know, uh, he's just very annoying um, to look at, and they kill him right away. And they so they give it, they get all these like kind of ugly personality characters of people you don't like, but that at the end you you do end up caring for some of them. And I, I thought that that uh, he did it in a way that wasn't too heavy handed, but it was like, oh, it's a that was a clever trick that you pulled. The heart of the movie being that really foxy uh, Portuguese woman, Portuguese woman uh, with the oh, rat. She was terrible. <laughs> oh, she was really? A terrible actress. She stunk. She was so bad. Every one of her lines, she simply she was either on Klonopin or or bored or just just didn't want to be there. Her whole thing was just like, oh, I I I have a little rat, and that little rat is my friend, and then I'm gonna be sleeping, and then I'm tired and I'm sleeping. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I understand she's hot. But I, I just, yeah, her performance was just like, what is this character? I don't get it. Like, I, a minority, sure, but I don't know. It just seems like she was bored the whole time. I mean, I, look, I, 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 I was indifferent my... to this woman. I know a lot of people have been raving about her on Twitter for whatever reason. But I, look, I don't understand either perspective. I think that was all the CG rat doing the work for her. Well, it's because she's like the new, hot, quirky character. So we have to care for her because 
oh my god she's got rats and now she's covered in rats and rats saved her fucking fuck you like that was so heavy-handed to me like it didn't fucking work at all you didn't also, like taika waititi's her... cameo oof i did not like no, taika no, waititi's no i didn't like it either that was that was i didn't even realize it was i thought it was just some brown dude on screen uh, <laughs> well, i thought they got some indian uh... man to show up <laughs> they got they got him uh, but also the harley thing uh, I, I feel like at, at the beginning when, when they kill uh, her and Flag, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So they were brave enough to kill like the most famous character of this. Oh, no, never mind. She just like rolled away from the explosion and she's alive. And all of a sudden she kills this Mexican guy because she cares about children. From what? Why? Like, where is this coming from? And it just feels like, or at least it felt to me like, well, this is the most famous character of this, so we can't kill her. But now, all of a sudden, we're going to turn her into something that she's not at all in any type of media ever before, just because we want people to feel for her. And she has to be good at the end, even though she's kind of wacky, but not really, you know? And then at the end, she's the one that saves the day by killing the the uh, uh, Pokemon, uh, the giant star Pokemon. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, well, she, she's actually a good... You know what? She's not that bad. She's actually pretty nice. What the fuck is this? I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, look, yeah. it's a valid complaint. But I mean, as far as these movies go, especially this this version of Harley Quinn, I thought was the best version of Harley Quinn we've seen on screen. Uh, it usually treads into uh, cringe territory at some yeah. point. I didn't feel that was the case with this movie. They played it pretty, um, pretty tight compared to, say, Birds of Prey or, or Suicide Squad or wherever else she turned up. Yeah, they and they, they gave her this, um, that thing when she's talking about her ex-boyfriends and, like, she's, like, she's, ba- she's bad with men and, and, um, and then when they're, like, beating her up in the cell and she's, like, liking it, like, it's kind of, like, her thing. She's, like, it's, like, this BDSM scene. And then she kills the guy with her. I thought like I I thought I just thought that they like oh they they get what this character is and it isn't like what you're saying like the birds of prey like this over the top. Well, she's over the top, but I don't know. In, the, in those movies, it's like she's going she's she's over the top, but in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in this, they were like, all right, they toned her down and made her seem a little bit more like uh it, it, like in the future you could you can relate to this character not relate to it but like you, you know it's like you can um kind of root for her because she's just like this ditzy psycho which i think is pretty accurate to most blonde-haired blue-eyed women no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the most uh two I, I, uh colored hair uh women yeah well, uh, you, but, but I think yeah. Go on, go on. I'm just saying you had you had. I, I'm 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 just kidding. But the 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 other the, the but it's funny you have this like blonde haired blue eyed girl and then you have like the rat girl, who's all greasy haired and it's just like these two, the duality of of like what, uh, guys find attractive. You're like yeah, I like the greasy girl, <laughs> but then I also like the crazy <laughs> one who's just fucking. You know what I mean? Like it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. I guess it was horny in that way. Two different types of toxic women. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but then, but, but that uh, that uh, sentimentality of those characters, though, at the end, like that's where the disconnect was for me. Because 
at the beginning, we're supposed to not give a shit about them because they're expendable, right? Uh, at least what they do at the, uh, with the first, what, 20, 30 minutes where we introduce to our cast of characters that all get killed, quote-unquote. Uh, I thought that was clever. Uh, I It felt kind of Star Wars-y where they just kill the old characters and not really care how they kill them. But uh, I like that little misdirection uh, just to introduce the actual cast of the movie. But then um, I feel like the, the whole... These are outcasts that uh, are expendable and, and don't really care about anyone because they're criminals. At the end, it ends up becoming just a regular superhero movie with characters that support each other and care for each other. And you know what? We're all criminals, but you know what? We're a family now. And that that just didn't work for me. But I think here's a, here's the difference. The, the goal in place and the villain that was there was clearly intended to be retarded. And it's just a r- stupid thing you're not supposed to take seriously. And they kill Polka Dot Man, who's one of the more charming characters, just on a whim, just because they cause that's what he's meant for. He's just meant to die. They're all, I mean, really, aside from Harley, all these characters could have went, right? Maybe they hold on to Idris Elba, uh, you know, but you don't even really need to. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I you know he's he's above this. And uh, Anthony, I know you yeah. said like he for no reason at all. He gives a good performance in this film, and he, it's not required of him. Yeah, he's he's he, yeah he he's like way too good in it. Like, what do you do? He's, he's in another movie, but I if, yeah, I think I think they should have killed them all, and just made it like yeah. the Dirty Dozen because that movie fucking rocks. When like when you watch a movie and everyone and you're like well somebody's gonna make it like no even jim brown gets fucking killed or whatever like you know what i mean like it's uh they should have done something like that yeah so is but is this the the new direction that dc is taking now because i'm assuming that they're just getting rid of everything snyder right like that's done i don't know look it's difficult to say i think they had a lot of hope put on this movie but this movie didn't perform well uh, I know they try to claim that people didn't check out the Justice League director's cut on HBO Max. And look, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if they really lost any money from that. I mean, maybe it's possible they did. I'm skeptical. Um, and uh, with this one, this had an enormous budget and made $20 million. I think it was $20 million for the opening weekend. Now, HBO Max probably already has its subscriber base. I can't imagine people are hopping, especially if you're a DC fan, where they already did release the Snyder Cut and Wonder Woman 84 previously. You're going to hop in for this one. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of press for this movie either, I, I feel like. I feel like they only got started on the advertising maybe a month and a half ago. So maybe they knew that this was going to be an uphill battle for whatever reason. It's, yeah, I, I didn't um, – I was really happy when I was watching at the house. I was like, this is, this is what this is for. Because if I saw this in the movie theater, I'd be really pissed. Because it's a, it, like, just what it looks like. It kind of looks like a TV movie. It looks like it's made for TVs. It's not, it doesn't look like – and it said at the end, I saw the credits at the very end. said it was like IMAX and all this. I was like, this is too clean looking. It's too like yeah. – Yeah, I want to see the dust on the projector and shit. That's why you go to the movies. And if you go to see IMAX, then I want to see the fucking Christopher Nolan, the big fucking truck that he blew up in Dark Knight. Like, that's you go to that for like an event. You're like, wow, they they really fucking blew that truck up. 
and you know what I mean? Like the practical effects and, and uh, I don't want to see a, a yeah. If, it, if it's just, if it's computer effects, I mean, there's nothing That's... appealing about that and there's nothing all that impressive either about seeing, you know, artificial blood squibs that have been added in post or a car that is blowing up and you can clearly just tell it's pixels, you know, uh, that we're long past that phase. I really think we need to get back to effort being put into the creation of the spectacle. It has to be like a carnival. You know, you want to go to the circus. You don't want to sit and play a video game without playing the video game when you're paying $50 to go to the theater. Well, either either that or do like a if we're you're going to do this focus on character, then do a character study like Joker and something that doesn't really depend so much on the action or you know the the visual of it, of it. because in this one most of the movie is dark and it's dark because all of well, most of the action is very CGI oriented and it's easier to do it in a dark environment that when there's a lot of light. So a lot of the things that happen during the night here, it's because of that. But then, um, where's the connection with the audience? Do you want the, the, the audience to care about these characters where all the action is just CGI, where you can tell that none of them are actually there? Or is it like a, a, a spectacle, like a Michael Bay movie where the characters don't matter at all and it's all about the explosions and the action? I, I feel like this one doesn't really have that... Uh, <laughs> The way that it's balanced doesn't really work for me because I had no connection with the characters because I don't feel like they spent enough time with them or getting to know them for me to care. But also, whenever uh, uh, action happened, it was obviously just CGI, so there's that disconnect there too. So I couldn't connect with either or, or, or the other. Um, when I did uh, Anthony's podcast, we talked about Face Off, and Face Off is a lot of just dumb action big just huge and that's the entertainment part everything is over the top and the performance is over the top so that's the enjoyable part because it's like well i don't really care for john travolta's family but i want to see what nicholas cage is crazy as does here but here it felt like the action is all cgi so if it was for the spectacle then okay cool but then at the same time they try to throw there this story about this guy this dad and his daughter that doesn't really accept him and then at the end she does accept him and we're, we're supposed to feel something there but there's not much of a connection because they don't spend enough time with them for you to really care about that at the end like that that scene at the end where she's like oh that's my daddy or whatever that she said like that just feels really forced and very like like, why am I supposed to give a shit about this, you know? Do you think this movie would have been better if you had the Idris Elba character Bloodsport uh, played by John Travolta? <laughs> In blackface? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just replaced the Will Smith character with him, right? Right. That was, that was supposed play... to be, uh, uh, sorry, was it Deadshot? Deathstroke Deadshot, is the yeah. Joe Manganiello's character. Yeah, de that was supposed to be Deadshot. Uh, is Blood Bloodsport even a real character? It looked very Judge Dredd. Did you notice that? It looked very uh, mm -hmm. those comics. The helmet and everything. Uh, also, I liked, I, I liked how he kept shooting the shit out of his arms. He was like, troll, troll. I was like, oh, he's got. And then, and then they kind of reference that at the end, where he's like, he doesn't have any more of that shit when the when the starfish people surround him. But before that, he's like. Like I, you know, I thought I thought yeah, that just coming out of yeah, the suit. He's attaching yeah. shit. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was a fun little like. Yeah, it was just. It was. It was. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch a lot of new shit. So 
for for that for me to watch that as my new shit like uh con- you know uh what, what what i'm ingesting for the month of new shit i'm like oh that's not it's it's not great but nothing is great and it's not it's right. not even very good but it, but for what it is it was like that's okay that's funny at least something i just What's noticed funny? when i was sorry when i was looking up um because I wanted to get the Idris Elba character's name correct. I just looked it up on my phone. Uh, the press has been going to bat for this movie and trying to explain away why it's a bomb. Uh, have you guys noticed this? This is very peculiar, and this is why I think Disney has their fingers in everything, uh, where they want this movie to be a success so people will show up for Guardians 3 when he does that. Uh I can't think of any other company. And also, Disney has a, a track record of paying off journalists, uh, directly paying off journalists as far back as the late 90s. Um, if you take a look, I just Googled The Suicide Squad. The top stories are The Suicide Squad stumbles over the Delta variant. Uh, the Suicide Squad's underwhelming box office debut is a lot more complicated than it looks. Uh, as Warner Brothers films like The Suicide Squad hit box office ceiling, is COVID or HBO Max to blame? So they're trying to run out this this idea that people are scared of the Delta variant of COVID not going to the movie theater based on that. Um, when, in actuality, if you take a look at even the streaming numbers, this underperformed by almost, actually more than a quarter than what Mortal Kombat made. And that movie was a big old piece of shit. That movie was stupid as hell. And, I mean, was anyone really excited for Mortal Kombat? It did worse than that. So there, there's a very clear, I think, through line here uh, of this performing poorly and people just not being interested. Maybe they had a poor taste in their mouths from that first one. Uh, I don't know. But I don't know. Just very funny that they're doing that. Well, this uh, superhero uh, landscape, if you want to call it something, ugh, uh, it's really weird right now because is that where you live in a superhero landscape yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) me and my uh superman undies that i wear at night uh underoos the the mcu right now this new stage or whatever you want to call it there's not one that it's interesting you have ant-man you have uh black panther 2 without black panther you got uh ms marvel 2 who cares uh, you have Guardians 3, I guess, is one of them. One of the last ones that are going to come out. You have Chang-Chi. Nobody knows who that is. I love that they're just uh, and- jumping right into the Chinese propaganda now. The most yeah. obscure <laughs> fucking nobody villain from 1970s Marvel that maybe could have been cool if you had someone with style. It's just like another boring Chinese film. Just a bland 40-year-old yeah. Chinese man who's never been in a goddamn movie in his life <laughs> is suddenly the biggest star at Disney Studios. Great. Love yeah. Nobody's going to watch got- that. You got Sam Raimi who's going to be doing uh, Mr. No, what is it? Uh, Doctor uh, Strange 2. Miss Maisel. Yes, Doctor Strange. Well, that, that's only because I, I think the only reason why he took that is because they're going to use his characters and he wants to say in how they come across when they do that Spider-Man movie. Right. But then you look at DC. DC has what? Shazam 2 is coming out soon. You have a, a new Batman that's not connected to anything. Warner Brothers. You're talking about Warner Brothers. We know. Yeah, just the, the the DC side, I guess. Uh, and then after this, I'm assuming that they wanted a sequel if this did well, but I don't know if that's... Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's happening. I don't know what the hell they're going to do because I, I feel like, again, they had their hopes set on this movie performing well so they could... 
I guess, bring James Gunn back and try to do something uh, a little more R-rated. But between this and their desire to just uh, annex anything Snyder-related from what what the canon is going to be, they want to do the J.J. Abrams, Michael B. Jordan, Black Superman movie. Like, there's not an appetite for that even. Nobody's really hyped about that. Nobody's... You you can put that through Twitter. You might see some interest on there. But if you take a look at Instagram, any of these like dumb nerd accounts, nerd facts, like did you know did you know Toby Maguire is five nine and the Spider Man from the Cox is five six? Stuff like that. You know, you take a look at the comment section, nobody's hyped about that. Nobody's interested. And yeah, it's, it's well, that's the thing. For... That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's my point. But nothing that's coming out soon even that batman uh trailer that came out like people are very divided on it not that everyone's excited about you know uh, uh twilight batman uh so i i feel like that maybe we've just turned the page on superhero movies that's had over i think so of everything superhero yeah i really feel like that might be the case uh this could be this could be like the last conventional installment of the the shit that we've we've seen for the past 10 years or 12 years, however long it's been uh, with Zack Snyder's Justice League being like the 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 f- like triumphant real finale that has like some artistic depth to it. Um, <laughs> and laughing. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, he 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 loves changing his opinion after the fact based on other people's opinions. That's his thing. That's his M.O. But if you go back to that episode. He waxes poetic about about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the kindest review yeah. anyone gave like of that Kubrick. movie. Yeah, like Kubrick. I, I compared it. I compared it to Kubrick. Yeah, yeah but it's good. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry to to what I was just saying bef- uh, before, though, everything that comes out next might be might be canceled, might be killed, might be buried, like that Clifford movie. Remember Clifford the Big Red Dog? They're talking about that, and then all of a sudden, just disappears. It goes away. No one wants wants uh, anything to do with it. Um, uh, it could all just get dumped to streaming and become the most disposable of content, you know? And that seems to be uh, maybe where some of these Disney movies are going, where the Marvel movies are going. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's just being exposed for what it is. Yeah. And these kids are aging out, and I'm watching them do it in real time. They don't give a fuck about Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is fucking gay and and they're you know they don't want anything to do with it marvel they're just like you know they're kind of into it just because they grew up with it so they they're going through the motions and trying to like still be into it but uh yeah i i don't i think we're just culturally in a different spot we're not in the spot of like feeling like um we are uh, we just kicked uh, afghanistan and iraq's ass and we've got like this hubris about the power that we have and you know like iron man comes around and then this idea of like worshiping billionaires like batman well you know elon musk was cool and then he was cringe and now he's kind of like whatever and kind of bloated and what it's like like we're kind of over all of these superhero tropes there's really nothing left and so when you know when you look at suicide when i see suicide squad i'm like well that's cool because they're like yeah these fucking people don't matter like you just fucking murder you know they can just all die and and uh i think that's where we're at culturally i think we're going back into that cynical shift 
and we were talking about i forget on which ep- on which episode but we were talking about that like shift but it's going i was saying like it's, i think it's going to shift but it's going to be really lame it's going to be like the 70s but just yes, really yes uh, i think this was your first appearance on the show when we were talking about chinatown um and we were talking about uh, the birth of new hollywood and and all those directors um I really want to get, I'm, I'm in, speaking of which, uh, not really related, but I guess kind of related. Ben Affleck, I guess, is doing an adaptation of The Big Goodbye, that novel about the making of Chinatown. That could be really interesting. Uh, another thing that I, I feel this new stage for superheroes, uh, superhero movies doesn't have is the star power that the first phase had. You have Robert Downey Jr., you have a, uh, What's his name? Captain America? John Favreau. Right now. Yes. Uh, you got John Favreau. You have uh, Don Cheadle. What do you do? Swingers? Right. Rounders? Uh, what was it? What was that movie from the 90s? Him and Vince Vaughn Swingers, just being... Yeah. yeah. Swingers, yeah. They should integrate uh, that into Marvel. <laughs> but uh, but now, the the stars are Brie Larson, uh, the, the sister from Black Panther... You disgusting toes a- on Brie Larson. Have you guys ever seen those oh, red yeah. carpet photos? <laughs> Jesus oh my Christ. God. You As can't a foot man. <laughs> that is not fucking cool, man. You can't browse <laughs> uh the TV board at 4chan without somebody posting that eventually. It's just the most disgusting fucking thing on the planet. I can't believe that. It's the hen. Just hen feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eternals. Like, does oh, anyone no. see that Eternals trailer, trailer and not think what this is just boring? Like, what's the appeal of this? Uh, and that's one that they're banking on a lot. And it's just that star power that those early ones had uh, is just not there anymore. Like, we, we moved to a, a phase where we don't don't really care about about these main characters for these movies that uh, ant-man is like one of the the, the biggest ones and it's like does anyone really give a fuck about to you movies? maybe uh, you're a big ant-man guy that's a, that's a nobody character to to me anyway ant-man i'm not getting excited about ant-man i don't know, <laughs> you know 20 you want to see paul rudd making, making i don't i, I don't want to see paul is. rudd how about that <laughs> i'm tired of him i'm just waiting for the for the set rogan superhero I wonder who they're gonna bring and try to try to rescue this this fucking thing with one of those guys from that. Well, I guess. Well, we got Green Hornet. We did. Uh, he did Preacher or something. Uh, Ghostbusters trailer looks like shit too. By the way, I, I, we yeah. we are not in the spot for that. That would have hit big in 2018 or something. That is not right now. Um, what I was gonna yeah. say was 2021 is a weird year so far. Uh, I think it's an interesting year because we are seeing certain things get phased out that maybe more appropriately should have been phased out in 2020. It feels like the end of certain things. And I'm not just speaking in terms of like box office. I think there's just an odd energy in the air where you have uh, like, even like Trevor Moore dying accidentally. Like that, that was, that was one of Jerry's like guys, you know, to quote Mark Maron, one of your guys, Jerry fucking loves whitest kids, you know, Uh, probably crushed about that news, but also like red bar is dying. Red bar is about to fucking pass away. Unfortunately, uh, I, I can't say who, other people who are going away, but I've been told directly by them they're they're hanging up the cape, so to speak. Uh, and it's just like, I'll, t- I'll tell you when we're off air. I can't re- really get into it on the show. Um, but it feels like 2021 is just like that, that season of a sitcom where, where the lead has left the year before, like Zach Braff leaves Scrubs or, uh, uh, you know, Ashton Kutcher takes over that 70s show. 
or two and a half men and they just decide to keep it going anyway. It's that weird, fuck, we got to figure this out if we're going to keep going sort of vibe that's in the air right now. And uh, I don't know. I, I really think we're about to undergo a, a, like a strange, significant culture change within the next year and a half. Yeah, man. You make Duck, you make Ducky the main character of. Didn't they face that kid out too? They got rid of the kid at a certain point. It was just Ashton Kutcher and well, him. It was just quit. two men. The kid quit. He, he quit because he was too Christian for the show. Oh, the show oh that's awesome. right. So he yeah, quit. yeah, yeah. He's like, I am too based for the show. <laughs> 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 just floats away saying the whispering the n-word into well the he black. he had that one interview didn't he where he was like sitting down with a black kid and he was like listen i just want to say thank you for taking this time with me you know i've never spent this much time with an african-american before. is it okay to call you african-american sometimes i say black i don't know if that's okay it was just a very weird piece of audio i remember hearing uh around that time that that he quit that show so I hope he's all right. I hope he's doing well. Much better than that Jake Lloyd kid from the first Star Wars movie. That that dude is trouble. Well, he was wasn't he making like a million an episode in two and a half men? I'm sure he's doing fine in his Amish life. I think Charlie Sheen was making a million an episode for two and a half men. That kid was probably his parents were probably taking all the money and fucking spending that on booze and pills. Gambling. Yeah. Your dad's gambling debts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got all these debts. Yeah, I, 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 you, the thing I love about all those child actors is you see where they live, and they usually just like live in a shitty trailer in the south, and the fucking parent is just draining their income by by the week. Anyway, I'm um, like, suck it up, dude. At least you got a fucking trailer. Get yeah. some fucking weights, some <laughs> flex weights, and just fucking go. Yeah, but what, I, you, what do you guys think is the next stage from this? Because. Uh, well, the blockbuster is pretty much dead, right? Like that's not even. It's done, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Crime movies are not really a thing either. Like, w- what's the next step? Because it feels like civil war. Movies- that's what I think the next step is. Oh. I think, I think, I think we're we're moving out of a phase where movies are again, and it's probably going to be paused for a period of time, and people are going to have to come back to it with a a greater sense of taste. Uh, I think. Or- or is this going to divide it into God's Not Dead crowd uh, with very Christian, religious, very patriotic bullshit on one side and then the other side is the complete opposite. And, and we are stuck in the middle of just bullshit from both sides. And it's like, where, where do I go? Like, what, which side do I go? Bull- I think, I think that would way. depend on whether or not the theaters can sustain themselves over the next five or 10 years, because if they do sustain themselves, then there's still going to be a perceived tier of movie. That is not that no. I mean, look, God's not dead was going to theaters. Like let's make no mistake about that. But that in the abortion film, even though they performed well, uh, is still not in the same conversation as your run of the mill drama. You're not going to get the same stars. Like you might get John Voight, He might need a paycheck. He's 80-something years old. He doesn't really give a shit anymore that he was in Midnight Cowboy or uh, Deliverance or any of these classic films. He's past that. Um, But, you know... Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, but he was never good. Okay, (laughs) let's let's, let's not compare Kevin Sorbo to John Voight, classic 1970s actor. Um, my, My point is, you don't really look at those movies as in the same conversation as... 
just even a mid-budget drama from 1999. Yeah, it's like they all, they all, it all fucking sucks. The only, I mean, the only guy that's good is still is Tarantino, I think, yeah. with Once Upon a Time but in Hollywood, but they have to like go. He's done, right? He's also just he's like, probably I don't to do done. anything anymore. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, whatever comes out, it'll be like, hmm, maybe. I don't know. I but but yeah. Do you want to make like eleven movies and that's it or ten, 10 movies? movies. 10. He's gonna do. He says he's gonna do one more and then that's gonna be a wrap. Uh, he's got another book coming out this year. It's gonna be nonfiction. We're actually gonna do a show on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, Cisco and Trevor yeah. for uh, the future of movies. Maybe we'll do do a full on crossover with one yeah. half in this. Feed. come as well. One half in that feed, and uh, you guys can some hopefully pick up some listeners from that. That's a good old. Good old trick swap cast. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And you do have your show now. By the way, we should promote that real quick before we do wrap up the show. You do have your show on uh, iTunes and Spotify now, and you get YouTube going. Yeah. Let me um here. I'll uh let me see if I can. Uh... <laughs> I was fucking around earlier. Um, just to just to just to do it. There we go. There. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the uh uh no i thought that was an interesting thing that you're talking about in terms of like the greater what's happening in the culture in terms of where we're going and it doesn't really sound like um doesn't it uh civil war i i don't maybe civil war but it feels like people are just so fucking tired that with People getting kind of like red pilled from 2016, and then that going right into COVID, and it's not ending. It's like it, we're living in this really crazy unreality that keeps circling back and circling back. We're we're in this rotation. I remember there's there's I was I was just thinking about, about this. I was listening because Jack the Perfume Nationalist was keeps keeps posting about WAP, wet ass. But, yeah. and so i was i was listening to that and i was thinking like the the juxtaposition of reality versus that song and how culture will sometimes comment on most of the time will comment you know on i'm sorry art will comment on the culture let's say you have the 60s flower power stuff you got the 70s garage rock punk rock shit you know because it's going into the recession and everything and the hip-hop and nineties is very big and also grungy and like is a, but like if you listen to something like WAP, it you would think that oh this is coming from a decadent culture, a culture that is uh free sexually, like people are fucking each other and it's just basically walking around naked and just wanting to get, you know, uh choke fucked with a dick in their mouth. <laughs> And 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 what, what the uh, sorry the is, American it, it, dream, uh, <laughs> but the thing the thing is the Way thing is it, yeah. it, the, the thing is is that it doesn't match up because nobody's having sex, and it's not yeah. and it, and if they are, it's not sexy. It's sad. Everyone's having sad sex. Everyone's like that I see is is having sad sex it's not like whap 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 you know make it drop from the top and you're like this is, this is totally <laughs> well, it's because, different it's because it, it, it's become more of like uh uh i'm gonna have sex with this real person so i can have a story for my twitter account you know other than you know what i'm gonna try to connect with this person and see what happens it's more like 
I'm gonna try to have a really weird experience so I can get some followers and some likes, and I'll be that person that's known for that. I mean, I look. I haven't been hunting puss for a minute, but is that really a thing where you're worried, like, oh, this girl might screen cap this conversation so she can get some fall? I mean, I guess it's a legitimate thing. I mean, yeah. for me, it's just like, ah, is, uh, is am I going to jail for rape or something? Is someone gonna say I raped? I don't want this on my plate this week. I don't I don't want rape charges against me. I was just trying to take you out on a sweet date to a restaurant. I was I was only maybe going to finger you. I I wasn't it wasn't going to rape you. Calm yourself, woman. Anyway, this is the type of thing the average man has to worry about, right, Hans? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm I've been so uh away from that game too that I don't even know how people interact in a dating environment anymore it's been so long uh but i i, I just feel like the, the culture just doesn't have an identity anymore like it's it's not even a like it's difficult to pinpoint what the thing is now like what the, the even mainstream like what's even mainstream anymore there's you know, no the mainstream there's look the, the, i mean this was this was a long argument that jerry and i got into and i will admit that i was wrong about this uh in that Although maybe I wasn't wrong at the time. His argument was that there's no mainstream culture anymore. And this was early. This was like 2017 or 2018, I feel like, when we were going back and forth and filling the group chat full of this shit. Um, And I don't know if that was the case back then or even 2019. I think now, though, it's pretty self-evident that uh, we are like super splinted you know what it feels like it feels like that scene in blade runner 2049 where he goes home to his apartment and he's got his fake girlfriend or whatever he's just got like a little world built into his apartment that is so different from everything else that's going on outside of that i feel like every person is living that to some extent right now uh and doesn't have to necessarily intersect with anybody else unless it serves some kind of function in the story in their heads of how this this world works yeah, we're living in this despite Jones her future. Well, they were people were nice to each other. People were interacting and they were like open-minded about, you know, doing the weird romantic shit with the robots and stuff. And it seemed like a very harm, you know, harmonious, peaceful uh utopia that was very uh I guess clean and corporate and sterile like New York 2013ish, you know. And that that I don't I don't think we're there. No, I think we're we're at the point where everybody is realizing that they give too much of a fuck, and that and that the this the situations that they're in currently were completely put into question in 2020 because they were stuck in that environment for the whole fucking year, and they had to, and and then they faced this thing of like, I I this is you know, you're just sitting there looking at your shit and you're like, this is what my life is. Just the shit that I just sit in. I don't know what else is out there. Isn't there other shit out there? Like, do I, do I need to just be in this little pod? And I think everyone's kind of like fed up with it a little bit, but most people, most people are going to be afraid to face that. There's people like you guys who are making stuff and, and pushing, pushing it and and, and like pushing yourself to make something to 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 kind of venture out and be like you know you're saying making a movie in kansas or whatever i was like that's fucking i could totally see you just going and doing that but there's that there but ever but most people i think feel this way like they want to break through 
but they just give too much of a fuck about their shit in the house. And they think like, if I don't have an apartment in New York, if I don't have this $8,000 leather chair, then I'm nobody and nobody's going to ever want to sleep with me or get to know who I am. And the, the, the reality is, is like, no one's going to want to know who you are because you're a boring person. And you can get rid of that yeah. chair and you can get rid of your apartment, but you're still going to be a fucking boring person until you decide to like stop being a boring person and live an interesting life. And that's kind well, of that, like where you have to get at. That obsession with sexuality too. I feel like that has removed the need to build a personality because now you can just identify it as one thing and you can be in a stereotype and, and the stereotype is that removes any type of personality that you might develop uh, as a complement to your sexuality. Now everyone's so obsessed with this is who I am and, and I'm just going to fit into that little box of whatever it is that this is that they don't really even think about, you know what, I could be a little bit more than just my pronouns, you know? And now that has taken, taken place from developing some type of interesting personality or some type of anything that would make anyone want to sit and talk to you now it's just like well here's my name and here are my my pronouns and you should tell you should talk to me like this and instead of you know i like I, I don't care what your sexuality is or what you're attracted to i want to know about you and that i feel like it's been lost a lot because of well the internet is one because now it feels like uh, it's like a billboard. Like people need to show exactly who they are uh, everywhere uh, and be proud of all the fucking craziness that they are or they think. And how dare you question any of it or how dare you criticize any of it? Uh, instead of you know, let me let me just try to become a little bit more interesting so that I have something different to say or something different you're, to offer. You're completely correct. I feel like these conversations are totally manufactured now you have to follow a certain script and you can change up a couple of things, but you can't veer off of uh, what the mutually agreed upon social contract of what that's going to be is. If you're looking to, you know, get up in some guts, you know, as the black guys from the <laughs> 90s would say. Yeah. And that's, but I think that that's what the new mainstream is. Like you were saying, there's no mainstream, but it's almost like it's all fucking mainstream. But, but what, what to me it is but to what you're saying is like that is the baseline mainstream is this like uh tippy toe fucking weird shit that like we don't understand because we talk freely and you can meet anybody i talked to a 60 year old man today he's you know we're just joking around and making uh crass jokes and just talking loudly and just you know and there's people like oh god oh you know it's like it hurts my ears you know it's this type of thing it's like it's violence. That, that, yeah that's like the, that's the mainstream that's the new mainstream and you don't see it because they're all cowards they're all like cowering away like eh, and there you know you're right you can break out of that at any moment yeah. in time is the thing and some people sometimes need to be woken up like everybody has it in their head that life is a certain way just because it's been a certain way after 2016 but if you just take a peek right behind that there's there's no resemblance to to like the world that we're living in right now um and just how boring and dull social engagement is and art is well we go back to uh something that we at least you and me Loris, talk a lot about which is the the torture artists right the interesting flawed artists you don't really get that anymore because which as soon as anyone just to interrupt you real quick to get ahead of this uh, uh, in terms of the the malleability of this world, 
in my imposing my will on this world. When a certain somebody comes back, I can't say who that somebody is right now. <laughs> that I'm taking 100% credit for that. And I know who the fuck hired him. And I know they've been monitoring my stuff. And I know he, this, this person who's coming back would not be coming back if it weren't for us talking about it on this show, posting about it on Instagram. If Stan didn't get in the conversation, make certain videos, I can't be saying that. Oh, geez, that gives a little bit yeah. away. But when that person comes selling, back... Selling pants on eBay and, and things... Buying pants off these individuals. <laughs> when this person comes back, you're going to know it's because of yours truly, okay? So just have that in your head. But anyway, Hans, continue. Yeah, that, that we don't really let uh, flawed people be in the conversation anymore. Everyone needs to be pure. Everyone has to have a, an internet life that is not offensive or is not crass or is not, uh, you know, a violence towards anyone. And what that does is that it just turns everyone into a sanitized version of a human that's just boring and predictable and has nothing interesting to say. Uh, instead of the, the movie stars that you used to have back in the day before social media was even a thing where, you know, the, the interesting part of them was the fact that they were unconventional and they had, were flawed and that made them more interesting to watch or listen to. Yeah, and, and the, I know the guy that you're talking about, but um, I don't see how that guy's flawed at all. No, you're right. He's uh, <laughs> the perfect human, you know. I think he's, yeah, uh, he's cat's cool. pajamas you know th th this is something that i really like about <laughs> cassavetti's films also is just the the erratic nature of the humans captured on film and the uh you know the improvisational nature of it even if it's not really improv uh but that's not re really related to much of anything that's just the first thing that came into my head the, well the women yeah the women the women in those movies too it's usually gina rollins but what was cool about her is she would look like this like little blonde woman that was like she, she her first reactions would be like oh my god but then she would get like real on that shit she'd be throwing glasses and fucking you know like uh and now um i think women are a little uh are way too afraid to 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 um put themselves in the situation with a man that's going to get like that. And then the other thing is they're too afraid to like bring that out of themselves as well. So like, but also, also media doesn't show that anymore because how dare you say that any woman would be like this, that's offensive and that's hateful and you can't do that anymore. Or how dare you say that, uh, natives are dark and act like savages that's offensive how what even though if you go to any tribe in the middle of nowhere they're literally that but don't have what white man how dare you say that shit and that just sanitizes everything and it's just the same note and no one's flawed and no one's a little bit offensive or a little bit out of the line that everyone's supposed to follow and honestly like why would i care about any of this characters or new stars that they're trying to build that all tote the same line and say the same things and all support the same thing uh it's just boring and just not 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 even interesting to sit even like trying to have a conversation with someone like that because they'd be afraid of being heard you know so it, it's just not like it's not appealing to 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 people like me and us i'm assuming that care more about real characters real people that you interact with that are not 
these internet personas that people pretend to be. Uh, because if you go out, you see a homeless person. Uh, when I was in Vegas, there was this homeless guy that was going trash can by trash can, just pulling out shit and throwing it on the ground in front of people and just shouting and just <laughs> blah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what a homeless person is. If you do a homeless character like that on a TV show now, that's offensive. And you know what? They're not all like that. And how dare you? Yeah, nobody's ever homeless. Nobody's, everybody's always homeless because they're just down on their luck. You know, they got a divorce yeah. and then they somehow wound up at the shelter and then they just never got a place. They never got a job. They never got a place. And, you know, maybe their family died or something and they're just on the street. You know, they're not raping kids and can't find a neighborhood to live in an apartment to get or, uh, you know, shooting drugs into their veins. They didn't rape several women and wind up homeless and in prison for several years no of course not that never happens it's always you know the 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 what's his name craft macaroni and cheese guy heart of gold yeah <laughs> and and if they meet anyone that's been on the street for a long time you know what they're wise they're not they're not flawed at all do you know what they know a lot about life and they're gonna sit with you and they're gonna tell you about life uh but they don't shit their pants or or drink or anything <laughs> yeah. uh, it's well, just they, it's just they say that they say that shit because they don't talk to them Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. They, they, they once they brought their leftovers and like left it to them while the guy was like drowning in his own vomit, and they just put the leftovers next to him and was like, "I'm a good person, goodbye." You know, and like recorded themselves with the cell phone so that people can see that they exactly. did exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. This is my buddy Dan. Dan lives on the street and he has gangrene in his shins from shooting up in his toes. <laughs> like, 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 like he's fucking yeah yeah it's it's all well there's nobody there we, we we've been kind of marginalized in terms of like i remember i would be in new york or when i was in italy and i was with uh who's not the, the woman is now my wife my wife i was she was my girlfriend then and we were in italy and we were in bari where my like ancestors are from and I remember she was just fucking yelling at me about some bullshit. And I was, I looked over at her and, I, and it was dark out and it's a, and it's a kind of a, it's kind of a crime ridden area at night or whatever. Like it's dangerous at night. So I just looked over at her and I saw these guys behind us and I said, shut the fuck up right now. And she was like, she got it. She was like, Phew. like, and, and then we just, we, we went quiet and we like got back to the house and there's always, it happened in Central Park as well as another girl. It's like two dudes came as late at night in the park. We shouldn't have been in there. I saw them walk over to a, a light a lamp post, and they just stood there in front of us talking to each other. I'm like, get up right now, and we're going to go behind this bench, and we're going to fucking dip into the, into the woods there. And we just – but like you can't – where we're at now, that was 15 – 15 years ago or whatever or 10 years ago it's like where we're at now it's like you can't say stuff like that like you have to leave this these homeless people alone these, these homeless people are you gotta give them the dangerous. benefit of the doubt you know yeah. No, yeah. they're gonna be offended if you walk away from them i mean right. you cross like, i'm not the giving street, you any racist yeah no i'm not giving you any of my fucking money look at you go get your own fucking money well, i got no money Patrice, who and, has and money yeah, Patricia exactly. Hill died in what, 20, 2016, 2014, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he had a, a, a bit where he would say, yeah, if you're white and you see a bunch of black people coming at you, cross the street, stupid. <laughs> like, don't, like, the the woke thing of, like, you're just going to get mugged, so just fucking cross the street because that's what's going to happen. 
you can't do that now because someone will get offended or someone will record you with a cell phone. Look at what these racists did. Well, who, who is that comedian who went on Joe Rogan recently and was like, oh, yeah, I went down to Austin, Texas. And I was just walking to the comedy club. And then these two homeless guys came by on a bike and just was circling me. And were like, you looking at me? You looking at me? And he was like, ah, no, I'm not looking at you. And then the guy was like, what are you, fucking racist? You looking at me? And he's like, no, sir, I'm not looking at you. And then he was talking to Joe Rogan, you know, a show watched by three plus million people. Like, yes, I was just so scared for my life. I, I just, I said, I had to run and I couldn't run. And I was so scared. First of all, why would you ever tell that story on such a large platform? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you wimp. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Well, what do you think well, Joe's well, going to protect you? Joe's 5'4". Second of all, <laughs> uh, why, again, it just comes back to what, why are you convert? Why are you trying to reason with people acting unreasonable right now makes no sense go R- richard Pryor, richard yeah. Pryor did it better because he had that joke of like saying like people need to you need to learn when to run like if you're in a situation and you're gonna get into a fight you fucking run and it's okay to run and you tell your woman to meet you back at the house and you fucking give her the keys and you say i'll meet you back you bitch i'll give i'll meet you back at the house get in the car and then you fucking run but there's a way to tell that story that's funny instead of like this pussified like, you know, if if they're coming up and approaching you, you just shut the fuck up. And if they get off their bikes, you fucking run. Like that's what you, yeah. you just do that, you know. Uh, it's, it's not a, it's not even if if you live in New York, you live in Chicago, live in any city, that this shit happens all the time. Or, the only you know, time that I've, that I've been to New York that I got lost at three in the morning in the. Tr- uh, there was a homeless guy that was shouting at me from the other side of the cart and i was just like okay cool i guess i'm just gonna get off here because i'm yeah. not gonna deal with this bullshit that's just, that's and i just got off do. and change yeah because i'm not fucking stupid and i'm just gonna wait for him to approach me and oh yeah let, let me just hear what you have to say that let, let me hear your voice <laughs> yeah no, no i got you gotta hear this guy I out was like i'm gonna get yeah no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fucking get stabbed at three in the morning in new york so i'm just gonna get out and change card and that's what i the, did the, the last time i think i i got remotely spooked uh you know because you you get calloused seeing these people and she's like i'm not going in that direction i already know what to expect mm-hmm. here i was filming at night and uh i had my my local camera lady following me around you know with the you know good stabilization we're getting a tracking shot for mass state lottery i'm just about to round the corner right up the street and at the far end of the street, at the very end of the street, is a hospital. Now, that's still a good 15-minute walk. So I'm walking, you know, in the direction. There's a school coming up. I'm like, this is a nice, you know, suburban neighborhood. This is fine. I'm just rounding the corner. And uh, I just look over. And uh, standing right about five feet from me is a seven-foot-tall black man, no shoes on, in a hospital gown. And he's just walking like a zombie in my direction. I was like, all right, that's a cut. We're going to go head back this way. And uh, we started speeding in the opposite direction. So that's how that was handled. When, when I was, um, I did uh, like extra work on uh, Succession. And it was the episode that Dasha from Red Scare was on. So she was there. And it was like, oh, that's cool. I, was, I, I felt like I was the only person who knew who she was in the extras. I was like, wow, it's Dasha. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But at, but afterwards that was a weird that was a weird but circumstance but afterwards it was like three in the morning and I was at uh, Penn Station or whatever and there was this guy who was looking at me and he just was like dead on and what you learn from being in New York 
is that if somebody is coming to you or they're looking kind of scary, just get your eyes big like this and start talking to yourself. When fucking shit, fucking, like, <laughs> start just fucking doing jerky motions. Yeah, and they will, they will fucking stop immediately. Trevor was great at this because he'll do this at parties just for no reason. He'll just start making these like, like he's shitting his pants faces, like, <laughs> and 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 that that's what you do. You either run or you just start acting crazy. You start smacking you're yourself. Crazy them. You yeah. out crazy them, and you're just and it's just a performance. You're an actor, you know. You just start going, start acting like fucking Charles Manson, and they'll be like, oh okay, because like nobody. If if you're a little little white girl, you can get fucked with. If you're a man, you look like a man. You got facial hair and shit. They don't know what the fuck you got. They don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's way more. This ain't prison. It's it's we're not in prison. So there's no fucking. There's you know anything can happen. It's chaotic in here. You know. So people do respond like. Uh, they will respond to to you acting crazy because they don't know what you got in your pocket. You just put your right. hand in your pocket and you start fucking. Jerking yourself around. Jerking off. Just literally start <laughs> masturbating at Penn just Station. <laughs> just you pull your pants off, down. Start fucking... taking a shit in Penn Station. You start jerking off and they'll fucking run. That's what will happen. <laughs> you take, take a shit in the, the guy that's cleaning the subway. Fuck it. Take a shit. <laughs> just take a shit. That would be amazing. That was a good defense strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for health good for self-preservation absolutely i gotta say there was a scene where i'll just take it back to the movie for a second there's a scene i wanted to mention this last time first i wanted to talk about the i, I, I like the soundtracks i thought the song was were pretty good and then uh margot roby's feet were also featured in this movie as well as in once upon a time in hollywood where they're very dirty but in this movie she has this whole like foot thing with the keys and it's very close up and they're showing the i just thought that yeah. was interesting that was that was absolutely intentional he knew what he was doing with that i just love discovering like the creepiness that just comes out of people like seeing things <laughs> I didn't even oh, yeah you didn't you didn't you didn't catch that how can you not look at it that way in 2021 that's yeah, that's right, where right. I'm at with it. Regardless yeah. if you're into it or not into it, you got to assume like if somebody's spending six minutes showing a chick's feet in a shot and they're doing stuff, like, come on, we know something's up there. Yeah, exactly. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It was a close up. You know, I had a look. It was it was the movie. I was watching the movie. Yeah. Sexual pervert James Gunn. Yeah, that's what we're saying. What is the I hate this new look of his by the way. I don't I don't I don't know if you've seen him, but um he's got a it looks like he his beard went white and then he was like, "Huh, what do I do with this? I guess I'll just dye my hair white." And it's got that artificial white look to it that looks terrible on guys where they're just trying to oh, age candy. themselves a little faster. Yeah. But he's also got this also soft got- botoxy face. Yeah, but also a, re- a hairline that starts like up here, Ooh. so it's like spiky hair with like a big forehead, and which is some I'm going to very far, very close. What if yeah. I, what if I dye my hair white and <laughs> my beard, and then just next episode I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm like James Conn now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be great. You should have done that for this show. That would have made sense for this show. No, he he uh, he, and then he made that comment about Scorsese. This the irony of what he did. And I this I, and I think 
you know, you watch the movie, and I think I think he's aware what because he was saying that Scorsese. Well, Scorsese said that because he was trying to sell the Irishman, and it's like, yeah, but you're saying this because you want to sell the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that it, it, you're just you're doing the same thing. It's not like you know, I don't know what he's doing with it. I don't know, you know, what if he, but it. I don't think he's an he's an idiot. I think whether it's the feet thing or it's the uh, or it's talking about Scorsese, I think he's a little calculated in terms of like. He's but he's Kevin Smith, right? He's uh, everything that goes to the corporation. I'm going to defend, even if it makes no sense, because I don't think Scorsese needs to talk about comic book movies to get attention on his next movie. That you know, how how long did it take him uh, in between? The one before Irishman and Irishman. Uh, well, he did. Uh, he did Silence, and then he did a documentary on Bob Dylan, uh, the Rolling Thunder Review, which turned out to be it was. It's a documentary, but it's not really a documentary. It's kind of a, secretly a fictional film, scripted film. Uh, I, so I don't know. He's just constantly working on something, but he's been lending his name out like crazy as of late. What did they just put out recently? That's like from executive. Oh. The Card Counter, Paul Schrader's new movie, where Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish somehow make sense as a couple. Ah, I see. You know, that, that's that's a good thought, is Paul Schrader lusting over Tiffany Haddish on the set of The Card Counter. <laughs> She's like, what, well, what, what are you Danny. doing? They need Danny DeVito, I guess, because he's like 5'4", too, and Tiffany Haddish is like 7 feet. So that would be yeah, probably. I'm just, I'm I don't even know what to. That sounds right, though. If you told but me I'm that straight face, I could I could believe that. I could probably picture that <laughs> in my head. Um, I don't know. I, I so Hans, you didn't like the Suicide Squad. Anthony, you're kind you know, of uh, you're positive on it or positive enough. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I watched it twice, and I and I I think it, it it's it's fine watching it twice. Yeah, I think I think. If you if you have kids or if you don't have kids and you just get stoned and you start acting like a kid or get drunk, I think it's a good drinking movie. You think it's good to like watch when you're drunk. It's just funny, and you don't expect it to happen. The action isn't uh, it's uh, over the top and it's violence and in the that comedic kind of pineapple express kind of way where it's a, it's like oh my god, you know? Uh, yeah, it's a good time. I think it's a, I think it's a it's a fine time. But if you're looking for anything like deeper, if you're looking for Zack Snyder's Justice League, and if you're looking for something cute like you know Iron Man three, you're not gonna. You, this is something that you you ju- you just are like, oh, this is on. All right, fuck it, let's do it, and and you'll you'll have a good time. Now, Loris, before you <laughs> you say what you're gonna say, uh, because the last superhero movie that DC did was, or at least put out. Besides uh, Wonder Woman, was Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? Uh, how do you feel that these two movies compare? Which one do you prefer? Because I remember that when the Snyder Cut came out, you watched it like three times on the first. I day, watched it four times. Right? I watched it. Right. I got sixteen hours of Zack Snyder. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you want to know how many hours it's been since? <laughs> I, um, I I I actually pretty. I like this movie. Uh, a bit because it it made me laugh. And movies don't really make me laugh. And I thought you know you're somebody who we did not talk about at all is John Cena. And I think John Cena was hilarious in this movie. 
just him walking out of the woods, like almost stark naked, except for a pair of whitey tighties or, you know, just doing things like that. I thought he was actually pretty impressive. And he's somebody I can't stand in in real life. Same with James Gunn. I, I went into this movie thinking I'm going to hate it. I'm putting it on just to put it on. We can do an episode of movies on it. And I laughed several times throughout. I thought John Cena was the strongest character in the film. And I came away looking forward to that HBO series that they're going to do with Jody Hill, who did The Foot Fist Way and Eastbound and Down and all those shows. Made me feel a little bit better about him helming that, that he's not necessarily selling out. But obviously we'll have to see when we get to that point if if that is indeed the case. Um, if if I had to give a... I mean, obviously, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, is a, is a terrific fantasy epic film. Um, and we don't really have those anymore. It accomplishes so much in one go. And you don't really need anything else. You don't need a sequel to that. Even with, like, the little hints and hypes at the end of the movie uh, featuring the characters, it all feels very complete and done by the end of it. Um, Suicide The Suicide Squad... You know, I I think it's uh I think it's exactly what uh, Cisco just said, which is just that it's a fun movie to have on. It's a good drinking movie. It's a good cable TV movie. It would be great on HBO in 1994 or five. You're just tuning in. You're midway through. Uh, you want to get a couple of laughs in and see some famous actors. Sure, that's great. Um, and I do think it's probably one of the stronger DC extended universe films that they've done. But only because everything's a mess, right? You know, the, the original Suicide Squad is terrible. Um, and uh, I'm not big on the Shazam movie. I know that's just like big, but superhero Maybe version movie. for kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't like that. Uh, the Wonder Woman films, can take them or leave them. Uh, this, this at least had something going for it, in my opinion. So what you're saying, this is 2021's Mystery Man. Uh-huh. That's a good call, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You know what I just watched recently, uh, last night or the night before, was The Cable Guy. The Cable Guy, holy oh. shit. That movie actually... Look, I don't think Jim Carrey's humor uh, holds up outside of the 90s, but that movie's pretty funny. That movie's pretty fucking funny, especially uh, the whole Sam Sweet trial, which I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember that. It's just like a little thing in the background where it's like the OJ case. It's the Menendez brothers with Ben Stiller playing... Uh, his brother who killed his twin brother, and then they have Eric Roberts playing him for the TV movie. That's Sammy, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, and, and I mean, Jim Carrey's pretty funny in in that, all things considered, because he has to tone it down a little. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I like Mystery Men more than this movie. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I watched Mystery Men recently. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It was a, it was a really like original kind of movie. They they wouldn't even dare to do anything like that nowadays. Yeah, and it, I I mean I do see actually some similarities between the two and just in terms of the uh the expendability of of the two teams and how stupid the characters are with yeah. their defining traits. Uh it does have that vibe to it, but I do think it's a lesser film than that also because you have a stacked cast for Mystery Men. Like even Kel Mitchell is pretty good in that. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Hans, you yeah, muted. I... <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think for, for like what came out this year, that was more entertaining than that. 
I mean, that's a movie. I know everyone's watching White Lotus or whatever the fuck. I don't watch the. I don't watch anything. Oh, that show's so bad. What is that yeah, about? That show is terrible. It's about. Uh, it's just yeah. I watched the first two episodes expecting titty, and there was no titty. Yeah. So was like, no titties in anything anymore. <laughs> There's no titties. The only titties are in titties? Suicide Squad, jumping out of some lady's shirt as she yeah. walks around. That was it. Oh, they showed her tit. There was. I don't know. They didn't. Unfortunately, they didn't show any exposed tits. Oh. But just, just yeah. the, just the the bouncing. I thought the gratuitous bouncing. I was like, what? This earned an R rating just for that. I couldn't believe how vulgar that was. I you was don't impressed. even get to see so Harley right. Quinn's ass. I mean, you see her feet. You're so dick, but... though. You're so dick. Who's dick? So oh, dick. yeah, that's right. Yeah. They showed yeah, dick killed. in this movie. Some Mex- some fat Mexican dick. Oh, is it Milton? <laughs> was it Milton? I don't think it was Milton. That Milton joke no, no, made me laugh, the... too. That was a way. funny fucking I thought that was... <laughs> when the dude's running with the plastic bag behind them, and he's just... Yeah, <laughs> at the and they and they get killed and they're like, who the fuck is Milton? This guy's been with us the whole time. That was funny. That was a good gag. That's a good gag. It's I a good thought gag so too. Movie. Hans is not impressed. Hans is like, nah, fuck. I hate that. Joke. Okay, I hate this whole All right. movie. Hans, what <laughs> made, what you makes you laugh? Like, what's a movie that makes you laugh? Oh, I, I laugh at a lot of really stupid shit. Like, um, uh, when when you think about this this genre let's say uh the first deadpool movie made me laugh a lot uh the first guardians of the galaxy made me laugh oh uh, okay and but then i also like things like hot rod like hot rod is one of my favorite movies one of the stupidest movies ever or or like mcgruber that's another movie that made me laugh you're the only still, person who ever really... whoever pronounced that title hot rod <laughs> like he's sexy <laughs> hot rod <laughs> yeah hot, hot rod, rod. <laughs> Uh, Kids in the Hall makes me laugh. Okay, uh, Mad okay. TV. You know, I, I, I'm not like a, a snob with comedy at all. No, just no, just really ask. felt forced. You know, like very, very. Uh, we have an R rating, so let's just. Did you hear that deep breath? That work. stressed deep breath that he just gave. That's what I'm picturing you you doing throughout this movie. Just not laughing. Just. Waiting for it, it to a lot of that. get to the end. Yeah. Very anxious. Yeah. yeah, just, just tired, just tired of it. Um, yeah. Well, oh, Hans's camera just died, so I, uh, <laughs> I think that's probably a cue to wrap up the show since he's got to get up in like four and a half hours. Oh anyway. yeah, all right. Shit. So, Good uh, luck, Hans. <laughs> he's still there in spirit. He'll, he'll, he'll still he'll, here. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> It's just letters. It's just letters now. It just says Hans is typing or Hans is huh. speaking. He'll he'll be back with his regular camera in a second. Um, yeah, oh, I just muted you just in case so people didn't get confused. My apologies, Hans. I was a little too too slow there. Anyway, he's got a new microphone. By the way, I don't know if anyone is going to be able to tell on this Zoom call. We got to have you start recording your audio so it's cleaner. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that that's been a much shorter show than our JFK program. Still, oh, yeah. the unrivaled winner. I mean, we did a, a almost three hours. We did two hours fifty eight minutes. Literally three days after we recorded that JFK show with um, the Kino Corner and Oki. Oh like, yeah, Jesus Christ! We're doing fucking like twelve hours of podcasting this week just with two shows. <laughs> Jesus, a very exhausting thing. But that JFK show has uh, done gangbusters on on iTunes and Spotify, from what I can see. People are really digging that. So wow. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it carries over here. Same audience, big into Suicide Squad. What the CIA is the bad guys again in this one? <laughs> yeah. <So>. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Oprah, what's her name? Amanda, Amanda Waller or whatever. Uh, what's, yeah. what's, what's Viola it's Davis? Actress, right? Yes, yeah. It's not Viola Davis. Is it Viola Davis? I don't know. That's uh, Den, uh, she Denzel was Washington. She was good. I like her face. Her face was just real sourpuss the whole time. Like, yeah, mm. she was very bitchy this go around. Like before, yeah. she it was a little fifty fifty. I was kind of disappointed they killed Captain Boomerang. By the way, I liked him. I know that first right one, away. They got a the, the, yeah. I think the the from from the first movie comparing it to this movie, I was like, oh, all right. Well, this guy understands who these characters are. And even though you don't, you they're very brief and it's very superficial. At least you're like, oh, this is this person, this is this person, and even the even when they're killed <laughs> off in like the first five minutes of the movie, you get the sense of who these characters are, like that German guy and the fucking uh, even the Pete Davidson character. It's like, oh, know. by the way, I didn't hate Pete Davidson in this. I think that's yeah. the one thing that i could rescue he wasn't that maybe because he was only in it for like six minutes but i didn't find <laughs> him annoying like i didn't hate him just like in most other things that i've seen uh with him in it uh he was uh the right amount of obnoxious uh where i like he didn't feel out of place like most of the time where he just feels like it's him inside of a another thing where he doesn't belong here because of every character was like kind of weird he the, his character felt right uh, and the way he was killed was very satisfying too. So that that's one of the things that did work for me uh, that I wasn't expecting. Just to not hate Pete Davidson. So I'll give James Gunn credit for that. Yeah, they blew his fucking face off. And then very satisfying him. conclusion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I, I remember. I was. Uh, and I wish they kept the weasel dead at the end of it. I think they yeah. shouldn't have had all the CG characters live. I think somebody should have bit the bullet on that front. But I thought it was. Even though I like the weasel. I thought it was very funny that it just died right away from being from drowning in the water. <laughs> Such a stupid yeah. character. Um, I just like that he uses his brother now as like the weirdo CGI character. Yeah, that's Sean Gunn, right? And, and nobody Guardians, else will cast was... him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That guy true. was on. What was he on? Like Gossip Girl or uh, what was it? What, what was that? Oh, jeez, what was that show? It was like the mom the and the daughter. Was he, he? He might have been on the OC. He was around Gilmore that time. Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. That's what I was Gilmore thinking of. Girl. I think he was on Gilmore Girls, not Gossip Girl. Gilmore Girls. Uh, yeah, he aside was, from yeah. that, seven years. Yeah, he sucks. He's, I mean, he's just very bland. Like he's like he's trying too hard. Yeah, and but he he gets cast he... in multiple roles usually for these projects. Like he played Calendar Man in this movie, which is just oh. a dude who's bald. Ah. Oh, right, 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 right. And that's a Batman villain. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's a Batman villain from a seminal graphic novel uh, Long called Halloween. The Long Halloween. That's right. Yeah. Damn, you are a nerd, Cisco. Jesus Christ. I wasn't <laughs> yeah, expecting this. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an undercover nerd. Yeah. It, it's just, it's been a long time, but I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that shit. All right, I, I feel like we're in a good spot where we, we covered enough of the Suicide Squad at the end of the show in spite of bullshitting for like a good 40 minutes right in the middle. That was of the good, though, shit. that bullshitting, dude. I've been trying to replicate that on my show. When Hans was on, I was like, we're going to just talk about Facebook for and face off for like five minutes. And we're just going to talk about crazy like other shit. Like, I like that stuff because you, you kind of uh, introduced me to that. Just like going off into something else and you're just going, going, going. And you can kind of come back if you need to. Just you guys do it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. Those are that's. I think other people like that shit too. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's usually. The sh- I mean, if we strictly talked about the movie we're talking about, it would be like a, it would be a twenty-two minute program every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people. I think it, I think when you listen to these things, they get meditative. You know, you get like you you when you're listening, you just start thinking of random shit, and then your the voices are talking about random shit, and you're like, oh yeah, and then you know what I mean. I like those podcasts where you're listening and you and you feel like you need to like respond back to. I'll listen to you guys sometime. Your old episodes just like pause it and like respond to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in the conversation. That's also a great way to get out of a fight. Is just start talking to the podcast you're listening to when someone's staring at you at the train station, eleven o'clock at night. Uh, all right, all right. That's that's okay. movies for for this week. Uh, where can people find your program, Anthony? Uh, we're we're on we're on Apple. We're gonna be on Spotify soon. Slothcast, all capital letters, Patreon, and YouTube. And you just Slothcast. had uh, Brendan from from the Elroy Boys podcast, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, on only last week. That's a great episode. Everybody should go check that out. That's over on YouTube right now and everywhere else. So also, if you if you watch the last episode of Civic TV when I was completely obliterated drunk, it was after doing his show. So, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah! Oh shit! I forgot <laughs> I about that. this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. for those who are uninitiated, from time to time, it used to be every other week. It used to be weekly. Uh, every Tuesday, we would we would do Civic TV, or we're just watching a movie, or talking throughout the movie. We're gonna riff about the movie as Hans and Jerry and Jake and myself. And uh, he did your show, what was it, an hour and a half before, an hour before? And then he started doing Civic TV, and he just kept drinking. And by the end of that show, you see Hans in like a fetal state, essentially, where uh, he's carrying the program by himself. Jerry's falling asleep live on the air. I'm very tired, and Hans is just talking in a string of nonsense to himself for, just, for an hour and a half. Just, just fucking shouting about things that I regret the next day. It's just like I woke up the next day I was just like, did I? Oh, fuck. Hans I, at the I end of the show it, is but... like, first of all, Jerry and I are like literally this. I have a screen cap on Twitter right now where we're like this. Just waiting for the conclude for Hans to finish his point. And Hans is like, this is great. We should do a show like this every week. See, if we did this, we would have an audience coming for this show. That was fun. That was the most fun I've had on a show. And like, Jerry's going to go make a living playing Grand Theft Auto characters and doing voices or whatever. He's like Michael Winslow in Police Academy. But, you know. Anyway. Drinking guado. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, it left a mark. On, on Civic TV. It's a very, it's an extended universe, like the DC extended yes, universe, yes, you know, yeah. Slothcast is, 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 you know, in that, it's in that oh, sphere absolutely. of things. So. Absolutely. You, you, you've been, you, you guys have been right there from, from the start and helping out. So thank you so much. Absolutely. We're in the extended universe. You're basically a, a, a producer. I was going to ask, to just put your name on there just because if I can put your name in there, because yeah, you've, you've helped out so much and continue to. And thank you so much. We are part of the extended. We're the dark horse of the DC. Uh, the uh, the Suicide Squad of the D, of the what, what is the name of the show? Movies Universe. No, that sucks. That's a terrible <laughs> fucking. That's terrible. Uh, anyway, we're gonna end this show. This show's gone on now. Four minutes too long. All right, that's been movies. Thank you for listening.